Hey, welcome to episode 17 of Let's Innovate for Vegas. I am your host, as always, Dan Hugo, a solo show today, oh, a bit of a birthday party of, uh, of one for one year, seems appropriate. One year already, uh, Las Vegas has uh, welcomed our, our little nonprofit one year ago today, June 16th, 2023, uh, a day that will live in infamy, perhaps. Uh, Let's talk about it. Let's celebrate together. Uh, thanks for listening as always. And here we go. Uh, we started off one year ago. Actually, we started off in January of 2022 with some discussions. Uh, it was myself and another person who I will not name because he has moved on and it was never a good fit anyway. So good. Uh, we started our discussions with one Mary Norris of Code for America fame. She was not uh, part of the mothership, but she was definitely, uh, everybody knows Mary to this day. So everybody, uh, we contacted, it was, uh, people like Jess Manipal and, uh, Ben Trevino, not quite as bad. The, the Code for America organization was not good. It continues to not be good. Uh, I'm, I'm touching on the bad points of our year of learning, uh, more like 18 months, but, uh, here we go. Anyway, Everybody said, oh, do you know Mary Norris? You should talk to Mary Norris. So in January of 2022, had the first conversation with Mary. Mary is uh, <clears throat> basically runs, manages, directs, helps out with two what are now former brigades in California, Sacramento and Fresno. But she's also helped, <clears throat> she's also helped people around the country, probably beyond. Uh, with their various civic hacking efforts, civic volunteerism, open source projects, and so on. So that was a that was a good first meeting with um, or first contact, I suppose, with the real Code for America ethos. But we learned uh, along the way it was in October. <clears throat> oh, so let me back up quickly. Code for America was formed. My bad. <laughs> Code for Vegas was formed originally in 2014 by. Sean Wilker and Ryan Quinn. They worked with Code for America and the city of Las Vegas to work on our open data data sets, open data project, which is ongoing. If you listened to a previous episode with Anthony and Nicole from our city GIS group, all that is um, sort of rooted, not not 100%, but rooted certainly um, in our origin story. So Sean Looker and I had a conversation as well. Sean is a board member. So myself, Sean, and, uh, we'll get to the good part later, but, uh, we, we decided to reboot and reform code for America, had a conversation with Ben and Jess at code for America, and they were in charge of brigade relations. Brigades are entities in different localities that do the civic hacking, the civic volunteerism, the, the projects, the, the good stuff. <clears throat> Pardon me. And uh, allergy season in Vegas and it's raining today. So who knows? So we decided to start having some hackathons to get the ball rolling. Uh, my background at Intel was hackathons and then more hackathons. So I was totally comfortable with getting the ball rolling. We decided to pick a project. It was the open transit project was where we started and we kicked off the Code for Vegas Hackathon. I was told by Jess Manipal that we could not call it the Code for Vegas Hackathon. Couldn't refer to Code for America. Couldn't do a lot of things. 
off to a great start. Eventually, uh, I learned through the grapevine that uh, I was too exuberant, too uh, too enthusiastic. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. So things were turning south very clearly. We decided to form our own separate entity, Code for America Foundation, on June 16th, 2022. So we did. Along the way, we heard from various people that uh, code for Vegas must be only for coders, so how could we be welcoming to non-coders? Must not be for me, they would say, which is wrong. Uh, point taken, though. Names of things are important. So we began discussions of, uh, well, what, what could we call our organization if not Code for Vegas? The legacy of Code for Vegas is important, but it shouldn't be pushing people away, certainly. So we decided uh, maybe we should look at <clears throat> like adding on a Create for Vegas component, which I call it the forkening. That's still still coming. <laughs> I'll get to that too. So we, we were pondering a name change in July 2022, August 2022. Come October, we have, uh, we have now received a cease and desist letter from Code for America. I can't use that name. Well, interesting. First, we received it from Code for America itself, then from their attorneys. I pushed back both times. Uh, a local attorney here in Vegas who shall remain nameless because he is free of character and, <laughs> and uh, professionalism, certainly of ethics one might argue, offered to help us out. Um, he disappeared. Ghosting is a thing apparently here with uh, Las Vegas attorneys, the wrong kinds anyway, not all. I had a great conversation with one uh, just the other day, Hayden Smith, Esquire. Listen to the uh, Cafe Genius Impresarios podcast for that uh, great discussion. Hopefully the first of several. Good guy. And there are many more. So um, yeah, I don't mean to sound too down, but when you find someone representing themselves as uh, helpful... <laughs> And they turn out to be quite the opposite. It's, it's unfortunate. Anyway, so our, our interactions with Code for America were problematic. But I basically said, okay, I will, um, I will respond aggressively and uh, directly, which I did. And then they went away. But our name change had, uh, had begun. And yeah, Innovate for Vegas, more inclusive. It fits with the Innovation District, the Innovation Center. Innovate.Vegas is a city site for those things. Innovate4Vegas.org is our website, our online presence. But the forkening is still a thing. So I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, our, our initial mismatch with our governance was uh, resolved in July. I think it was. No, 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 not July. August. August, September sometime. That was that was just never a good fit. So that's good that things went that way. Uh, it has left kind of a hole, which we're filling with another board member. And uh, one of the side effects, perhaps, because uh, the goal was to aim for a younger crowd for participation, uh, sort of skills development, engaging with people who are maybe uh, aspirational in the tech sector or not tech, right? So code for, create for, that participation has gone to zero. That is an observation I will go into greater detail with uh, about at some point. Uh, it's a question of uh, what I call a drive to excellence, and we need to work on that. In addition to diversity and inclusivity, we do what we can, but there is the very typical demographic breakdown when people show up. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, we need to we need to make that better. Unfortunately, that's very difficult to do solo. So we'll uh, we'll continue working on that. But 
enough of the bad news. It's it's been a, an interesting and educational year, mostly alone. the The complete lack of support by the city of Las Vegas in general. Not everybody. Um, I'll get to that in the good news part. But generally speaking, not a lot of support from uh, city of Las Vegas. Uh, I haven't really, haven't really reached out to the county or other cities. North Las Vegas, Henderson, Mesquite, Pahrump. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, I have also reached out to Reno. Uh, Hack for Reno was a Code for Vegas. I'm sorry, Code for America brigade. I don't know if anybody was actually participating. And Code for America, by the way, pulled all support for all brigades everywhere back in uh, basically back in the beginning of 2023. So they're homeless, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what Hack for Reno is doing, but they never responded in any way, which makes me wonder if they were really based in Vegas. <laughs> anyway, let's celebrate some of the good things. Though. One year in, uh, I must applaud, as always, Don Jacobson, uh, also with the city of Las Vegas. He's one of the good ones. Uh, he's been nothing but supportive. He, as it turns out, was uh, involved with the project with the original Code for Vegas. So he and Sean Looker, Looker, if I have to say that clearly, so you know what I'm saying, Sean Looker, L-O-O-K-E-R. He and Sean were uh, close. Uh, they knew each other and worked together. And so both of those, uh, Sean and Don, have been instrumental in us getting as far as we have thus far. If there's any optimism on top of what I might bring to the table, it is a result directly of Sean Looker and Don Jacobson. And Don, aside from just being Don, uh, has hooked us up with our space to use at the Innovation Center, the International Innovation Center downtown. We uh, we get to have our monthly hackathon meetups there and other other activities, which again another part that has been instrumental. Our home away from home, uh, unless and until uh, some massive corruption that seems to be afoot plays itself out, and maybe that's going to be a different podcast for a different channel and show and maybe with my voice obscured, but who knows. Uh, there have been supportive people and organizations like Tech Alley. Josh Levitt has uh, essentially said yes to everything. Uh, I don't ask for much, but he would probably, if I needed a shirt, he would give me one. He's that kind of a character. So people like that are difficult to find in Las Vegas, but they are here. So why am I not naming more? Well, to be honest, there are not a lot that show. There, there are people like Jason LaDuke who when he can, comes by our hackathons with donuts and coffee and has generally been supportive. And I would love to work with Vets in Tech, Veterans in Tech or Vets in Tech, it's VIT, which Jason is driving here in Las Vegas. There are people like, uh, well, like Mary Norris. There are people like Sean Looker. There are people out and about. There are people like uh, Dr. Kitty Young who have taken time, uh, Tara Hernandez, there are people who have taken the time to have discussions, Anthony and Nicole at the city also, to have discussions about what they're doing, what we're doing. Uh, Priscilla, whose name I'm totally spacing on, uh, with the city also at the Becker Tech Center. What is Priscilla? Priscilla, Priscilla. Now I feel awful. I'm totally forgetting. Ah, there it is. Priscilla Scott. Apologies, Priscilla Scott. Priscilla has been also uh, an interesting person to talk to. She's doing some interesting things with hackathons and young people at the Becker Tech Center. These are people who are doing things that we interact with either directly or just because of our common activities and goals. They make things possible. We are trying to do the same. So some of this is sort of a nascent engagement, but should should take place and will, 
the OE in our second year. I, I should point out also, we are a public charity. We, I think we've received about uh, $150 in donations, but luckily our costs are essentially zero thanks to people like Don and uh, the availability of the International Innovation Center, uh, the free tier on Amazon uh, Web Services, the fact that we are 100% volunteer organization, which has itself been a learning experience for me. I think many people do not understand the notion that a nonprofit entity that is developing software doesn't have to be a software company, doesn't have to recruit talent, doesn't have to compete for salary and benefits and perks. It is literally driven from within, literally, I'm not kidding, literally from within individuals who want to contribute to social good, to be civic volunteers and spend their time on things that will ultimately return their investment in time and effort, but which is not apparent immediately. That's uh, immediate gratification is, is a thing that I will not focus on. Uh, as I tell people, and as I've said many times over the last year, in fact, uh, I don't want people to work for free, but I do want to work with people who are willing to work for free, especially on the projects where I've talked about our projects in previous episodes, and I will again as they move along, so I won't spend too much time on that. We are, well, we do have projects that have real utility and additional projects are coming and they all fit together into a greater, uh, a bigger picture for a greater Vegas. So uh, I remain optimistic. As I say, and as I've written in the show notes, we are a determined nonprofit 501c3 public charity in every sense of that word determined. We are, uh, we are not going anywhere unless that uh, galactic scale corruption comes to pass, in which case, yeah. So we're adding a board member. We're adding Mary Norris, uh, Mary Norris, Sean Looker, and myself will be, uh, it's a very tiny board, but you know, when you're, when you're dealing with uh, massive donation inflows, like $150 in a year, how much governance do you really need? But we do have some plans to enable innovation, which is our entire goal. Civic volunteerism, innovation, making our smart cities smarter, job skills development, all kinds of nice things. So do we have to do it in Nevada? Is it innovate in Nevada? No, it's, uh, in, <laughs> I even misspelled our innovate in Vegas. No, it's innovate for Vegas and Las Vegas has typically, we're back up to 40 million visitors a year for tourists and, and vacationers and entertainment, gambling, other hospitality seekers, um, people coming here for conventions and trade shows. So the LVCVA website has a whole nice little uh, somewhat buggy presentation on on uh, reports numbers that you can just view on their website. You can find that LVCVA Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. So uh, you can see plenty of people coming here. If you want to work on a project, especially one that we are already working on, all open source, all on GitHub, come on down. Uh, we are following Agile for Volunteers, which means we ask for two week iterations intervals. Is that what, no, what is it called? Uh, Agile intervals. Anyway. Two weeks, the presumption is that volunteers are not going to be, they're not, they're not working 40-hour work weeks. They don't get a paycheck. They're not committed uh, as though it were a paying gig, but they can commit two weeks of time and try to com complete their you know, user story, story points. So it's a, it's a very thin and light version. There's been a lot of controversy about Agile lately, but uh, it's very simple. Just let's collaborate on specs. You're not being told what to do so much as being asked to collaborate with others to turn out things that will be valuable and have some use utility and usefulness. Utility is a good word. Usefulness, not so much. Uh, so yeah, this is, this is not a hierarchy of, um, of a CEO at a software company telling people uh, to disrupt and break things and, and all the silliness. 
these are people who should care about making things around them for their people around them better. It doesn't have to be in Las Vegas, but certainly 40 million people, if we, if we can get 1% of that uh, group of people to try some things, try some ideas, if we can have, if we can affect our transit system, which is desperately in need of any sort of competence, if we can integrate uh, some of the ideas we have about open data collection with some applications, if we can implement our virtual economy scheme and extend the reach of Las Vegas to as far as it can reach. Everybody knows about Vegas. I've traveled the world a little bit, and uh, it's true. So why not uh, invite them to participate without necessarily coming here? So yeah, we have big plans, and um, we're just going to continue working on the projects we have and add some new ones. We have hackathons. If the International Innovation Center is not handed over to the forces of evil, uh, we'll continue to have our hackathons there every month, and we will eventually, in the summer, uh, begin to include a virtual cadre of people who want to join in. Everything we work on is open source. Everyone gets credit. Attribution is key. There will not be a project that you work on that you do not get a name mentioned or a reference for a job or anything. Uh, that was one of my problems with Code for America also. They have paid employees telling unpaid volunteers what to do and then not giving them credit for things 100% of the time. So that's uh, glad to see that they have uh, finally shown themselves in the rug pull for brigades. But anyway, finally, I will, uh, I will point out that the Global Space Apps Challenge is coming up in October, October 7th, 7th and 8th, I believe. It's far enough away that I know it's October 7th, I think. It's close enough that I have to know that it's definitely October 7th and not October 27th. Uh, through the summer, we will hopefully gather people who have the, at least a little bit of interest. Uh, you don't have to be interested in uh, Innovate for Vegas. If you are interested in space because it is the final frontier, then participate. Uh, there will be a hackathon at the Becker Center that I'm working with someone to try to help out uh, in July, end of July. Hopefully, we'll have some young people that realize the, the joy and uh, return on investment, if you will, of participating in things where you get to turn an idea into something, maybe collaborate with your friends, maybe meet new friends, maybe explore new ideas. Strange new worlds, if you are a Star Trek fan, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll lean into that a little bit more. So uh, we'll see how things go. But our second year will most definitely be even more educational than was the first. I'm definitely looking forward to more participation. I'm looking forward to Mary joining in. We will definitely have a podcast episode when Sean and his family finish their relocation. Uh, moving is never fun. Certainly telling someone to put that box down and do a podcast is not practical. Uh, but looking forward to having an, a kind of an unofficial board meeting podcast with Sean and Mary. We'll talk about some of the things that I've brought up here. Um, not dwell on the past. The past year has, like I said, been very educational, but not necessarily. I don't want to lament. I try to remain optimistic. If I don't, who will? And we have work to do. We should look forward, not backward. And so we will. Thanks for listening. As always, we are a 501c3 public charity. We are a nonprofit Nevada corporation. We're all the things. We never really uh, put a handout for money, but we are always happy to accept it if you want to offer it. We have a GitHub sponsor account set up. If you are an open source character and you would like to participate financially in what we're doing, you can visit our profile on GitHub. Uh, github.com slash innovate for Vegas. One word, no spaces, no dashes. If you visit our website, innovate for Vegas.org, 
you will see a donate button up at the top part of the of the site. It's a one pager at the moment. It will be our sandbox for some deployment of some things. This podcast will be hosted there. Uh, we recently, are, we switched over from the Code for Vegas site to point everything to the Innovate for Vegas website. The Forkening I mentioned earlier, Code4.Vegas, Create4.Vegas, those will be places where I hope uh, people who are participating in projects can make those their own. So InnovateForVegas.org is about we're a, we're a nonprofit corporation in the state of Nevada, our business ID and our 501c3 determination our where to donate and so on and so on. Uh, business, uh, code for, create for, this is about the people participating in projects and the projects they are participating in. And what we really need is to have each of those projects have, as I mentioned, complete and total transparent attestation, I'm sorry, attribution and attestation, why not? Attribution uh, so that the people doing things get credit, uh, whether it's value for value contributions to their future, right? Hey, I like what you wrote there. Uh, here's some money. I like that the, the project, uh, the visualization, the, the text, the, the process that you played a role in, whether it's coding, creating, or otherwise. How You've made my city better. You've made my day-to-day better in some way. You've made it easier to ride the bus. You've made it easier to uh, live, breathe, be in Vegas or, or elsewhere. <laughs> so, Connecting people doing things and making things happening, uh, making things happen with people who are getting value from that and want to return the favor. So code for, create for, connecting the people doing things with the people that are enjoying the results of their labors. Uh, in addition, just to, to personalize the engagement, uh, create for.vegas will ideally have infrastructure developed by people working on code for Vegas and code for Vegas, code for.vegas will have a visualization, a, a user experience that can be the result of efforts from people working on Create for Vegas, Create4.Vegas. So yeah, I'd like to uh, I'd like to just see people collaborating a bit more to elevate the the scene. There's a lot of talk about the tech scene here, but let's let's make it real. Let's actually have people reaching that aha moment, which I have seen so many times in my travels, in my previous workaday uh, role which we are trying to accomplish here. So I will stop rambling and wish you a great day and uh, future. Not sure when you're going to be listening to this, but uh, once again, it was recorded on our first birthday, June 16, 2023. It's a Friday. It's raining in Vegas. There are nine foot aliens wandering around the city, apparently. Be on the lookout. Maybe they will participate in a hackathon. Global Space Apps Challenge, boys, girls, aliens. I don't even know how to be inclusive with this one, but uh, come on down. Uh, if you need uh, to phone home, maybe we can get a speak and spell and make that happen. All right. Thanks for listening. Visit our website. Donate if you care to. Stay tuned for some cool stuff that we're working on. And if you happen to be listening to this after June 17th, do not forget that we are collaborating with Tech Alley on Talks.Vegas. More on that coming soon. Talks.Vegas. YouTube. Talks.Vegas channel. At symbol talks.vegas, one word, D-O-T spelled out, talks.vegas. Thank you. Happy birthday.